Martial Media Montage, episode 27 coming at you. I talk a little, go figure, of course, Tiger Electronics little music device, a classic lunch uh, snack food that we had in the 90s, an early 90s classic cartoon, an outdoor toy that really didn't get much love, I feel, and then another outdoor toy that definitely has enough love. So I hope you enjoy episode 27. Here it is. Let's go. Well, I think I'm going to start off this episode with an interesting little toy slash early kind of MP3 player. So here it is. Coming at you right between the ears is Hitclip Music to get you grooving. Hitclip is a slick micro music system. This type package is small, but pumps out monster sounds. Break sound like this. We clip, clip, clip and sample songs. The only the groove sticks. Hey, world sound. Your music, your way. I mean, kind of a cool idea, but the music selection was crap, and they only had a minute long uh, tracks on there, and it was mostly pop music, and it just it was before MP3s, in between CD and MP3s, so it was an interesting era of electronic age time. But anyway, I'm talking about hit clips. It's a very short page, so bear with me here. Uh, a digital audio player created by none other than Tiger Electronics, of course, playing lo-fi mono uh, one-minute clips. So it, I don't know why they said in the commercial, it sounds great. I'm like, lo-fi? Eh, whatever. <laughs> and generally, teen pop songs at the time in exchangeable cartridges first launched in August of 2000, featuring Britney Spears and Sync and Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray being the only one I really wanted to listen to and or maybe... Uh, Smash Mouth, but even then at the time, I would just go buy a cassette or a CD rather than listening to one-minute fucking tracks. It was dumb. But I get it. It was probably targeted for a younger audience rather than, uh, you know, teens who probably went and bought CDs like myself. The following year, in 2001, had a Destiny's Child, Backstreet Boys, Dream, who I've never heard of even to this day, and Pink. Tiger was also able to acquire all of the licenses due to licensed agreements with Atlantic Records, Jive, and Capitol Records. The product was promoted by McDonald's. I don't remember that at all. Radio Disney. Once again, I don't remember that. And I want to say, uh, yeah, Lunchables. It was also promoted. I probably saw it on the box as a kid, but I'll get to that later. By June 2002, hit clips and music discs combined sales of more than 20 million units, which is a lot considering uh, it was pre-MP3, as I said, but after CD. And in my book, never had one. I thought they were shitty. As I said, the music selection was crap. And if I wanted to listen a minute-long song, I'll just go turn on Circle Jerks and Minor Threat, but that's just me. Shout out to fucking punk, hell yeah. A year later, none other than uh, the Duff man's daughter from The Simpsons, Hilary Duff, <laughs> became the spokesperson for the brand in 2002. In 2004, uh, Raven Simone took over, which makes sense, the whole Disney aspect of things, uh, when another one minute was added, so it was a two-minute cartridge now. They were made up until that year and then essentially tanked. I couldn't find anything else on them, and I'm glad they pretty much will just stay back in that time in the early millennia of early 2000 because it was just it was a cool idea but it flopped it was it was dumb in my book but man listening to crappy music makes me kind of hungry i think i'm gonna talk about next this next thing well that crappy little music device got me hungry for uh this uh little packaged thing of food here and this is my favorite iteration of this little thing of food
apples for a celebration. Egg salad. Dad, we need an all-star lunch. Lunchables, all-star burgers. Delicious grilled cheeseburgers. Even cola. How about sardine smoothies? How about not? Lunchables, all-star burgers, and... Hot dogs. Make fun of lunch. Dude, that's that was a really cool commercial. It was basically like Wallace and Gromit uh, claymation for the entire commercial. And the burger ones were definitely my favorite ones. They were so good. Ah, uh, man. Okay, Lunchables, <clears throat> a brand of food and snack manufactured by Kraft uh, slash Heinz in Chicago, Illinois, marketed under Oscar Mayer brand. Initially introduced in Seattle in 1988 before released nationally in 1989. Uh, many are produced in a Garland, Texas facility, then distributed throughout the states. In the UK and Ireland, the product is sold as Dairy Leah Lunchables under the Dairy Leah brand. Historically, Tom Bailey created the concept and product uh, Lunchable, but designed by Bob Drain, Jeff James, and Deborah Garusa as well for Oscar Mayer to sell lunch meat like bologna. Interest uh, enough, uh, after organizing focus groups of American mothers, uh, Drain, the creator, Bob, uh, discovered their primary concern to take care of kids was uh, time, so that was a constraint. Working mothers were pressed for time, as I just said, fixing breakfast for their families as well as uh, packing lunches for their children to eat at school. Given the creator drain, the idea of a convenient prepackaged lunch featuring Oscar Mayer meats, crackers were uh, substituted for bread because they lasted lo- uh, longer in the grocery uh, cooler. <clears throat> the cheese was provided by Kraft when the two companies merged in 1988. The package is designed off the base of the American TV dinner look, which makes sense because they're practically identical. Uh, The term Lunchable emerged from a list of throwaway names like Entree, uh, Cracker Witch, Mini Meals, Lunch Kit, Snackables, Square Meals, Walk Meals, Go Packs, and Fun Meals with a Z. I'm glad they went with Lunchable. It just rolls off the tongue a lot better. Collectively, there were around 30 different kinds of meal variants with crackers, uh, pizza, chicken nuggets, hot dogs, burgers, nachos, subs, and wraps. As I said, the burgers were my favorite. Second close was probably hot dogs and the pizza one. But uh, some even carried assorted drinks, uh, Capri Sun jukeboxes primarily, as well as Kool-Aid jammers or a small can of cola, which was quickly replaced to juice uh, once again due to health concerns by parents. The latest news as of 2007, there are eight varieties that are uh, sensible solution products, excluding the unhealthy choices, uh, choices, wow, what the hell, choices, uh, replacing the Reese's cup and uh, cola, as well as crunch bars with fruit uh, cups and tropical punch uh, Kool-Aid jammers instead. I'll always remember the dessert chocolate M&M pizza. Those were always hard to find because kids always wanted those. The hot dogs and burgers were definitely good. As I stated, those were my favorite. So thank you, childhood, for... That easy, convenient, and tasty, quick little meal. Uh, And now I'm in the mood for a cartoon, so let's transition to this. All right, well, before I begin this next segment, I will play the theme song for the cartoon I'm going to be talking about. It's a classic.
Oh, yeah. I'm talking Doug on Nickelodeon, not the Disney series. Uh, Doug, the animated series on Nickelodeon created by Jim Jenkins and produced by Jumbo Pictures. The show primarily focused on early adolescent life of that of Doug Funny, who experiences common predicaments uh, while attending school in his hometown of Bluffington. Doug narrates each story in his journal, and the show incorporates imagination sequences most common that I recall are that of uh, the superhero that Doug calls a uh, quail man as himself, basically who wears, I think like a belt on his head and underwear over his shorts, which is awesome. <laughs> the series addressed topics regarding trying to fit in platonic and romantic relationships, uh, self-esteem, bullying, and rumors, uh, for example. And for those of us who uh, remember, he always was trying to impress his uh, girl crush, that of uh, Patty Mayonnaise, of course. Uh, on Nickelodeon, there were five seasons from uh, 1991 to 1994 and only 56 episodes. According to IMDb, it has a 7.4 out of around 19,000 reviews. And that's fair to me. I approve uh, that wholeheartedly. Cool, good score. Creator Jim Jenkins developed Doug from drawings in his sketchbook that he created in the 80s, mostly an autobiographical uh, creation inspired by his own childhood in Virginia. Most characters were actually based on real individuals, too, which is kind of cool. So apparently he had blue, green, pink, and weird colored friends. That's uh, interesting. They should probably go get that checked out. The show's soundtrack uh, consists of scat singing and uh, mouth noises, and it's obvious but intriguing, as you clearly heard. It's classic. Premiered August 11th, 1991 as the channel's first Nicktune on Nickelodeon alongside that of Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy actually came out before Rugrats. I'll definitely touch up on those on another episode. Uh, Nickelodeon opted uh, against renewal for a fifth season. Or excuse me, why do I? Okay, so, excuse me, a sixth season. So in 1996, Disney greenlit and acquired Jumbo Pictures. And in other regards, Sony Wonder released a series of VHS tapes between 1993 to 1996. I couldn't find anything on like how many episodes per uh, tape or how many tapes were released. Excuse me. Later seasons three and four were released on DVD, but season four was supposed to be a complete season, but was unable to uh, secure two episodes, renaming the uh, release of the DVD uh, the best of season four. Years later in 2016, the complete Nickelodeon series released in June of uh, 2014. Upon release, the reception was lukewarm. It was uh, not nearly as popular as aforementioned Rugrats or Ren and Stimpy. Which I, I can see. I mean, it, it has its own special place in uh, the nostalgic hearts of many. It, it wasn't necessarily funny. Uh, no pun intended. Haha, his last name's Doug, or excuse me, last name's funny. But uh, I mean, it was still a cool show regardless. Um, essentially just about growing up in that particular town and kind of being an outcast and people can relate. Overall, the show won uh, two awards on Nickelodeon, uh, a Parents' Choice Award and a Kids' Choice Award. And closing out on this cartoon, a little bit of trivia here. The neighbor's name, the Dinks, I had no idea, is actually an acronym. It stands for Double Income, No Kids, a slang term used to refer to childless couples who both work uh, alone, excuse me, who both work and are more affluent than families, than dependents, which makes sense because I remember episodes, they were like, you know, Doug, check out this device I got, or hey, we got a you know trailer, we're going camping or whatever. So I mean, I get it, it makes sense, but I had no idea it was an acronym. Now you know. The origin of uh, Patty Mayonnaise is a combination of the names two girls Jim Jenkins, the creator, had a crush on in school growing up. Doug's principal, 
the voice of Mr. Bone is based on Don Knotts, who uh, played Barney Fife in the Andy Griffith show. And I can definitely see it now. It makes a lot of sense. Lastly, an episode where Doug and Skeeter form a garage band, they wore oversized suits to a gig at a birthday party and pay homage to David Byrne's uh, Talking Heads video, Stop Making Sense, in 1984. Hell yeah. Oh, man, Talking Heads kick ass. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? How did I get this automobile? Oh, I, I'm terrible David Byrne voice, but uh, I do love the Talking Heads. Uh, so thank you, Doug. Uh, Pork Chop the dog, Roger. Klotz and his cat Stinky, Connie, Phoebe, Skeeter, and Patty for making my childhood great. I can't forget the Nightmare episode when he sees the zipper on the monster's back in a uh, dream, and he's clearly not afraid of it anymore, and, you know, pulls down the zipper, and I can't remember what comes out. I might have to watch the episode, but such a classic, so it's awesome. Uh, Let's go outside now and play with this toy. Well, we're outside now, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is a newer commercial for this toy. I haven't seen this one. I can't find an old uh, commercial or a box for it, but here it is. It's going to be a short segment. Stomp! The original Stomp Rocket, 100% kid-powered. Wow! With the Stomp Rocket Ultra Party Pack, the whole family can play. Jump, stomp, and launch your rockets up to 200 feet in the air. Whoa, that was so high! Ultra Party Pack includes 10 Ultra Stomp Rockets, plus 20 Mini Foam Squeeze Rockets to battle your friends. Stomp Rockets are strong and durable, and great for active outdoor play. They've won lots of awards from industry experts, including iParenting Media, Dr. Toy, and Creative Child <laughs> Dr. Magazine. Toy. Ready, set, stomp! Stomp Rocket. I love it! Dumb. That was a dumb commercial. What'd that kid say? I'm so high. And then that little girl was like, I'm even higher. So yeah, that's, yeah, good job, kids. You're, you're high on TV. <laughs> uh, Stomp Rocket, a flying toy rocket released by compressed air uh, once stepped on. The uh, item itself, uh, or excuse me, the missile itself has a hollow body and it fits over a launch tube, uh, a connection pipe to an air bladder, uh, permit it to be launched. The name itself is a trademark, the owner being Fred Ramirez, president of DNL Company, who manufactured the first rocket in the early 90s. Overall, there are five varieties available. I only knew of the simplistic one, yeah, but here they are. Super high performance, which goes up to 400 feet, ultra at 200, ultra LED at 100, ultra dueling at 200, and junior at 100 feet of travel distance, apparently. Uh, the highest recorded was actually a quarter of a mile up in the air. That's pretty nuts. Uh, I recall the neighbor and I, Nick, down the street, uh, putting this liver-colored bladder over a uh, green PVC pipe, I think is what the box had it in, and it came in like a little stand and all that, basically. And the rocket on the end, and he being taller than I always, and still is, jumped first. We always opted to jump from the electrical junction box out in front since it was about four feet tall and it would add, you know, four feet of uh, gravity travel distance from the top of that to jump on the little bladder. And as soon as it took off in the distance, uh, it was definitely hard to see, but you would hear it. uh, And we would usually, yeah, hear it land and sometimes in someone's yard or, you know, sometime on someone's roof and we would probably never see it again. That or we would wait until they weren't home and then we would go get it. (laughs) <laughs> the best of times indeed, uh, you know, with a classic little toy. I really couldn't find anything on it, surprisingly. Uh, well, now let's cool off with this toy.
Before I begin this closing out segment, here is a 1997 commercial from this toy. Red team, meet blue team. Bear off with the new Laramie Super Soaker. XXP275 and 175. Double barrel. Four times the payload to your original Super Soaker. What do you do? Attack? Wrong answer. You run, run, run! <laughs> Let's pump the power pin before. XXP power gate shows how much power you're packing. 275's got adjustable knob. Four different settings. I'm soaked to my shorts and I'm loving it! <laughs> <laughs> wetter is better that's funny uh yeah so i am talking the super soaker <clears throat> excuse me an american brand of water guns using pressurized air to shoot water through range and accuracy than uh uh <laughs> compared to conventional squirt pistols is what i was trying to say wow holy hell i cannot even speak uh invented in 1989 by engineer lonnie johnson prototype consisted of pvc pipe of course it would right makes sense acrylic glass and an empty soda bottle but then i also found information there was another prototype with similar mechanics and uh items made but it's a little different i'll explain that in a minute originally sold by laramie and now produced by hasbro under the nerf brand uh super sick uh, wow super soaker generated 1 billion in uh total sales the first went on sale in 1990, called the Power Drencher, rebranding to Super Soaker in 1991 with TV advertisements, resulting in 2 million guns, excuse me, Super Soaker water guns, whatever, it just sounds better, 2 million water guns sold. 1982, Air Force and NASA engineer creator Lonnie Johnson, excuse me, <clears throat> conceived the idea of a pressurized water gun after shooting a powerful stream of water in his bathroom, of all things, while... Uh, performing experiments for a new type of a refrigeration system. Later, he built a prototype in his basement with plexiglass compared to the acrylic glass, PVC pipe, the same, uh, O-ring seals he added, and a two-liter soda compared to just a one-liter soda bottle, a uh, plastic bottle, stated historically. He wanted to produce the toy himself, but the cost was out of reach considerably. He finally made it when he went to an American international toy fair in New York City. He met vice president of the toy company, Laramie, who had showed interest in the idea. He built an improved version of uh, the toy at Laramie's uh, headquarters in Philadelphia. The rest is essentially history. The revenue he received from the uh, Super Soaker and the first model Power Drencher licensing proved enough money for him to create his own uh, research and development company, Inc., uh, Johnson Research. <clears throat> in 2011, the Super Soaker was awarded Outdoor Toy of the Year at the 11th Annual Toy of the Year Awards, which is impressive to me that uh, people were still... I mean, people still do go outside and play with toys. It's just mostly everything's pretty much electronic now, which for those of you who listen, I'm sure already know. I mean, I'm surprised that you know you still see some of these toys on the shelves, but I'm glad I do because it's definitely a throwback. In uh, 2015, it was inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Bravo. Well-deserved. <clears throat> such fun times going to the park on birthdays as a kid shooting everyone with water while opening presents and eating cake. It's definitely the perfect moment disrupting toy. One of the most iconic of all time, in my opinion. After all, it's only water, so, you know, don't trip. It's not going to stain. <laughs> uh, I'll see you next time, everyone. As always, thanks for the support, and uh, have a good one. Thank you.